Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet Movie Podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today, our guest from last week is back with us. We're very happy about that. Guest, who are you? I'm Roz Strand, and I'm very excited to be here. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. Thank you for, for being with us. Yay! It's my fave. Yay is all And uh, today you are here to talk about minutes 65 and 66 of The Muppet Christmas Carol, in which Scrooge bids farewell to the ghost of Christmas present, and another ghost appears. So as this clip begins, uh, Gonzo continues his narration. Uh, what is the Cratchit family doing? They're vanishing into the darkness. And this happens as Scrooge just kind of watches them sadly, reacting to what what he's just seen. Um, it's kind of a cool effect, but very simple, where basically the lighting, you know, presumably just they turn down the lights in the studio in this shot. So Scrooge and the ghost are surrounded by by darkness. And then it everything completely fades out uh, before the, the cut to the next scene. The spirit tells Scrooge that his time is growing short. Uh, I think... Jerry Nelson is doing a little something with his voice here, too, to complement the changes to the puppet. He sounds a little bit older, right? He sounds a little bit older, right? Yeah. Well, and even, like, the spirit getting old is something that I feel like works so much better because it's a Muppet. Like, yeah. if this was a human actor in makeup, it would just be a little cheesier. It would mm-hmm. be more noticeable that it was just makeup. Right. Whereas yeah. in this, is just kind of like, oh, cool. He's get- Look at that. Look at that hair. Yeah. And great. and I do wonder if they had to build an entirely new head of this puppet, or did were they somehow able to just take the hair off, or or just dye yeah, that's the a good hair? Question. Yeah, I wonder. I bet we could ask somebody. It's pretty crazy because the hair seems to be the same material as his red hair. Yeah, like it's all light and fluffy. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of looks like almost like feathers. Right, right. It might um, be feathers. Really, really loose feathers. Yeah. Um, so uh, it continues to look like him. You know, there's no, there's no like it doesn't discernible feel... face change or, you know, like it, it really does feel like he's aging. It's not, it doesn't feel like a switch out. Yeah. It doesn't feel okay. like it might makeup. be a switch out. It might be a switch out, but it's very hard to tell. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, I actually can't remember. Are there, are there three separate uh, ghosts? Yes, yes. Or it's not four; it's just three. So there's the regular red it's hair, three, and then he's going three. gray, and then he has white hair, and then he has white yeah. hair. Yeah, and he's kind of going bald. Is he? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice. A little bit. It's thin. Yeah, that'll thin. happen. That yeah. my kind of fella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll have to see if I can find out more about that. About if if they actually had to build an entirely new head every time. Hello, listeners. This is Ryan in the future, and I have an update for you. We were able to relay this question about the head or heads of the Ghost of Christmas present to Peter McKinnon, the assistant workshop supervisor on this movie. Uh, We got that question to him through our past and future podcast guest, Leslie Carrar Rudolph. So the answer came back this way. There were a couple of heads, 
because, you know, having a backup with RC is always prudent, presumably referring there to the uh, remote control technology used in this puppet's head. Uh, And then he said, my recollection is that the wigs and beards were sewn on a mesh backing and could be interchanged. So there you have it. It sounds like uh, given the one uh, primary head of the Ghost of Christmas present, they were able to just uh, pull off his beard and hair and replace it with a beard and hair of different color. So thank you to uh, Peter McKinnon for answering the question. Thank you to Leslie Kurar-Rudolph for facilitating the question and answer. And thank you to the Ghost of Christmas present, just because we love that guy. And now back to the podcast. And yeah, so when it comes back in, the spirit's hair and beard are completely white. This is as old as he gets. Um, Scrooge asks, uh, is the spirit's time on this earth so short? And he says his time is very brief. Uh, apparently Scrooge has forgotten that the that one of the previous spirits, the ghost of Christmas past, told him that she can remember nearly 1900 years. So it seems like she just gets to live forever. But the ghost of Christmas present right. just gets to live for one day and then he's gone. He's done. Well, he has 1800 of his brothers before. Him. Right. Every year is a new brother. I guess. Every year. <laughs> the yeah. Just... He is the mayfly of the ghosts. Yeah, that's true. He yeah. is, he yeah. is the short life, but many, many, many family members. Yeah. He gets new brothers every year. Every year. Yeah. What if his brother showed up this year and it was played by Matt Vogel? <laughs> Um, that would be cool. It'd be great. I'd be all for you, it. You mean like if they made a new Muppet special or something, or just yeah, and the Ghost of Christmas Presents twenty twenty three shows up. Yeah, that would be cool. I would like that. Oh, I wonder. It would be Matt. That'd be great. It would be Matt. No, I'm imagining what he would wear. Like would, oh, to represent twenty twenty three. If it was twenty twenty three, he wouldn't be in robes. Yeah, he would be wearing a t shirt. With like funny saying on it. No, that's what you wear. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's what. That's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. Like really, like would it be like the robe was very royal looking, right? Yeah. So would he be like in like a nice sharp cut suit? Would he be like like Prince William? Yes. Oh, yeah. so you think he would be dressed fashionably for today for twenty twenty three? I'm kind of picturing it. He's not dressed in 1843 clothes, though. He's wearing, like, some weird, like, uh, that's, like, Uh, nobody dressed like that ever. Nobody dressed like that ever. Okay. You know, that's not how Scrooge dresses. So. Scrooge wears a suit at work. Yeah. Or Bob Cratchit or Fred or whoever. I mean, they're all wearing suits. Yeah, so would he be in just, like, a slightly more updated robe? Yeah. Like. Just a regular bathrobe? Yeah. (laughs) Bathrobe, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Be dressing like Uh, the dude. Yeah. Meaning Jeff Bridges in The Big Lebowski? Yeah. Oh, that's modern, man. Doesn't he wear a bathrobe? He wears a bathrobe, yes. He does wear a bathrobe. Yeah. 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 So that's it. I think that the dude is very far from the Ghost of Christmas (laughs) present. Yeah, although Jeff Jeff Bridges could make a good Ghost of Christmas. He would, yeah. Yeah. And I I think they would get along. They. Actual Jeff Bridges, yeah, not actual the Jeff dude. Bridges, yes, because the dude lives in the past because the rug pulled it all together and he doesn't have the, he rug, doesn't anymore. Have the rug anymore. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. can't live in the present. It's true, that's right. true. And at this point, 1990, whatever is not exactly Christmas present, so right, yeah, yeah. no, 
Anyways, what else about this guy? Yeah, what else? Uh, well, he he leads Scrooge to a churchyard where the ghost sits down on a bench. Uh, on the DVD commentary, Brian Henson points out that the church we see in the background is only about 15 feet tall. This is similar to the the trick they did with the houses in the background of the, the scene with Belle, where those were very small houses that they just hoped would look small and far away because they're small. Yep. Um, he tells Scrooge that his life is going to end on the stroke of 12, and he just seems totally cool with it. This this ghost knows the deal. Like, I guess he, he knows this is what he signed up for. He gets to live for one day, and he's done. Yeah, this is yeah. what he trained for. He just gets to enjoy Christmas once. Yeah, yeah. And he's perfectly happy with it. Uh, yeah. So then we see Gonzo and Rizzo in the steeple of the church. Uh, Rizzo is ringing the bell, which requires his entire body just kind of like <laughs> swinging around and, and going up and down. Um, that's a funny oh, that's visual. Great. Yeah. That is so awesome. You love everything Rizzo and Gonzo do in this whole movie. I so, do. Like, really. I mean, it's like some of your favorite Muppet stuff. I know. I'm, I'm nowhere near a critic. They, That's fine. Yeah. They're, it's so funny because <laughs> why, why is Rizzo the one who has to ring the bell? And how did he get enough lift to actually <laughs> move the rope? He's yeah. so tiny. He's very tiny. That's true. Maybe Gonzo I helped him on the first chime. Yeah. He said, okay, Rizzo, let's ring this bell. And then he rang it and then he let go. And Rizzo just, just, hanging, just from hanging from it. Yeah. yeah, because Gonzo had to continue his narration. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, the the shot is at kind of an unusual angle. The steeple is diagonal in the frame, and I don't really know why. If it's just like part of the trick to make us not think about how tall the, the church actually is, or if it's just supposed to be dramatic, or if it's just kind of part of the, the general like design of this movie where all the buildings are kind of curved and, and oddly shaped. But um, it, it, one of those things that I would never have noticed if I was not watching this two minutes at a time. Right. And if anyone has any specific thoughts about that, for example, our friend JD Hansel, who thinks about this kind of stuff all the time, please let us know. <laughs> uh, Scrooge is not ready for this ghost to leave, but as Gonzo says, he can't stop the relentless march of those terrible bells. Right. But the ghost tells Scrooge that he does have to go, and then there's these all all these little uh, uh, multicolored, rainbow-colored sparkles appear all over him, like like sprinkles on a vanilla ice cream cone. You like the sparkles? It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a beard full of sparkles. <laughs> right. Anybody who has a beard should do this frequently. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, okay. I'll get right on that. Yes, You're gonna you just should. put like multicolored glitter all over your your beard. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be gorgeous. All right. That's what I've been told. <laughs> Take a picture. All right. Uh, Scrooge says that the spirit has meant so much to him. He's changed him. So there it is. Like, Scrooge is actually saying the words out loud now. You've changed me. So he's, mm -hmm. this, yeah. this is it. The, his his arc is is almost complete. But that's it. He's, he's, he's disappearing. He says, now I leave you with the ghost of Christmas yet to come. And Scrooge says, you mean the future and the ghost is like yeah well in some adaptations they call him the ghost of christmas future but in the original dickens he's <laughs> called the ghost of christmas yet to come but yeah it's like basically the same concept so that's um, what he says he says all that stuff he does all while sparkling yeah yep. yeah yeah 
And then he, as he fades away, the ghost says, go forth and know him better, man. Which I'm sure is... Which is... I was going to say, I'm sure it's your one of your niece Alina's favorite uh, parts of this scene. Probably, because she loves that. Yeah. She, she loves coming to know me better, man. Um, no, but I think it's such a nice touch. Like, because that's, that's not in the book, obviously. If I can, if I can... If I can take a peek inside the old curiosity shop. Let's yes, please. Let's all go to the curiosity shop. <laughs> um, before, we, before we really go in there, um, that's not in the book, of course. Okay. But it just feels like Jerry Jewell and probably everyone involved in this movie like knew that this character was going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. Right? And he is. People love him. Mm-hmm. And... I think like giving him a callback to his opening line right. for his last line. Like it's just it's just nice. It feels it feels complete. It feels like closure. Yeah, that's 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 yeah. a good point. Yeah, it's a, that's his catchphrase. Yeah, we want to hear him well, say it one more time. Also, I love I love the way that he folds his arms too. It's like he's not. He doesn't look like he's in pain. He doesn't look like he. It, obviously, he doesn't sound like he's worried about leaving the earth or anything like that. He just like snuggles his. Snuggles his chubby little arms and his chubby little hands yeah. down, down and crosses his body into a nice chubby little hug. And and then he just kind of settles down and turns into magical sparkles. Right, so, right. Man, it's time. Yeah. If I could choose the way that I go, then that's what I would do. I would just <laughs> laugh and cross my arms and and disappear into sparkles. That's That's a great way to end it. That mm-hmm. would be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, if you have to go. <laughs> then uh so the, an eerie wind begins to blow scrooge is looking around and then a massive wall of fog blows in from behind him and completely envelops him uh very spooky on the oh my disney video about this movie brian henson says that they could only do one take of this shot uh with the wall of smoke and he says he told michael kane that Oh, which so he described this as a sixty-foot wall of smoke. So that's oh, yeah. Wow. He told Michael Caine that when it was coming up behind him, he was going to give him a cue by yelling "turn," and the smoke came in, <laughs> and he said "turn," but Michael Caine didn't hear him. And then, just at the right time, Michael Caine turned and started running away from the smoke. So they got the shot that we see in the movie, which is very cool and very creepy. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. One of the things that I really like is how long Scrooge is standing silently before the smoke comes in. Yeah. Like they, it's about 15 seconds. And Scrooge just kind of standing there worried. Yeah. Yeah. They're really yeah, like I, preparing us to anticipate the next scary thing. Right. Well, and we've talked about this before. Like it's, it's really admirable how many long silences there are in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They allow you to feel. Yeah. That's the mm. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if, like, if you if you were to count silences in children's movies or family movies today, if if it would be much fewer than than you would find in this or other films from this era. Well, I, most I, of them are filled with fart jokes now. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Yep, that's true. Yep, <laughs> and they work. You know, they get the they get the brief laugh, yeah. but it makes it less tolerable for the adults who are taking the kids to watch it yeah 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 definitely and friends there is no reason just because you have a kid with you that you have to watch something that is bad no no definitely don't do your research look for something good yeah yeah turn it off say that was crummy 
I don't <laughs> enjoy it. Let's go watch a Muppet movie instead. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's the solution. Yep. Uh, but not the Muppets 2011 because that has Fozzie uh, with fart shoes. You just said it. You just said you fart said shoes. Fart that's shoes. the first time anyone said fart shoes on this podcast, and that's why you love it. I don't think it's the first time. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I just remember, that. I just remember there was another episode where we like kept hinting at it and then didn't actually say it. Oh, <laughs> I don't remember that, but I... Me and Joe, I think. No, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Go watch a more classic Muppet movie then. Avoid the, avoid the fart jokes and the fart shoes if you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless you enjoy that. Some people enjoy that. That's a funny Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. We'll 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 have it out in a couple of years. Oh we will, yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll get there, whether we like it or not. I'm not signing up for fart shoes, guys. <laughs> Count me out. I'm not signing up for the fart shoes. Okay, right. Roz will not be the guest on that episode. I will not be the guest on fart shoes. You can come on and talk about sweet, sweet oil, see? Yeah. <laughs> not good. Yeah, that's oh, that's a good one. No. You didn't like that joke either. It was okay. Oh, okay. Was okay. I thought you liked that one. Pick whatever you Here, want. well, no, we'll we'll get to this in a couple of years. I, I'll just say quickly. I liked I like Walter doing that voice, but then I don't like that it's followed up by either Jason Siegel or Amy Adams saying, "Do people still talk like that?" Because that's just yeah. necessary. Yeah. But I don't know why they could only do one take of this wall of smoke effect. Although I, I think would, just the smoke. It's one, yeah, I would imagine there. that once you fill an entire soundstage with smoke, it's it's going to linger for a while. Exactly, you're yeah. done for the day. Yeah, and the room is still like like the the churchyard is still smoky in the next couple shots after this. So I, I assume they just you know yeah. kept the cameras rolling for the next few things that they did and. Yeah. And the smoke is just kind of hanging around. So, does that smoke cost a lot of money? Is it expensive smoke? Uh, you know, I I don't know physically how they would actually do something like this because it's not just like turning on a, a fog machine or a smoke machine and and it just kind of billows out. Like this is this really feels like almost like it's alive, like a like a massive. Yeah, it's Warm. Yeah, just just a massive uh, s- surface of smoke. Yeah, I, I really don't know how they would physically yeah. execute this. Well, so. And also, like, the fact that it's vertical, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Smoke doesn't do that. Smoke is a horizontal thing. No, only ghostly either, smoke does this. Only ghostly smoke does this, <laughs> yeah. Smoke is up high, and it's, and it's flat. It's a cloud. You know, it takes the right. same shape as clouds. Because it's a gas. So how do you make vertical smoke? I don't know. That's, uh, we'll add that to the list of stuff to, to ask around, see if we can get an answer on that. Maybe this smoke is related to the smoke monster from Lost. Oh, no. That, <laughs> that, that smoke was not vertical. No, but it was very oh. mobile and, and agile. It was very mobile. True. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, once the smoke begins to clear... Uh, there he is, or, or there it is. It's it's the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Uh, it's this tall hooded figure, reminiscent of the Grim Reaper. Very scary. Uh, taller than Scrooge, like very imposing. And mm-hmm. Scrooge begins to ask, "Am I in the presence of the ghost of Christmas yet?" And that's where this clip ends. 
that's the end. Oh. Ghost of, of Christmas <laughs> yet? Like, am I in the ghost of the, the presence ghost? of the ghost of Christmas yet, or is that going to happen later? That maybe that's what he's yeah. saying. <laughs> the ghost of the Christmas, the ghost of Christmas power of yet. <laughs> <laughs> Another modern day Sesame Street reference. Yes, that's Janelle Monet on Sesame Janelle Street. Monet, Janelle Monet saying the power of yet, and also teachers talk about the power of yet. Mm. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we're trying to prevent kids just saying, okay, I'm good at this and not good at this. I'm never going to try this again. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. And also, everybody wears a tux. Everybody the, wears a tux. In that video. In Bert. the Sesame Street video. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. It's like Leela, Grover, Bert. They're all, they're all wearing tuxes. And Janelle looks amazing in that tux. Yep. Sure. Yes. So does Leela. All right. Yeah, so does yep. Leela. Yeah. yeah. And so does Bert. What else happened? And so does Bert. <laughs> you gotta love it when a Muppet's wearing a tux. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's actually it for these two minutes. Um, I don't think I have anything else. I guess I thought it would take longer, but it didn't take very long at all to go through this. Uh, so any other thoughts on these two minutes? Roz, you first. The ghost of Christmas yet to come is really interesting looking because yeah. it is big. It is imposing. But it's also kind of got this uh, like absence of space modernist hmm. about it because of its face. Because there is no face. The lack of a face. No face. There is a lack of a face. But it's a very large space for a lack of a face. If you'll allow me to rhyme. In this space. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, and also its, its structure is not at all... It, it's humanoid in that it has hands and obviously where a head should be, but its head sh- is super tall compared to the, where the rest of its body should be. Mm. So, like, it doesn't make sense that it is actually a human. It seems more creature-like than the other two ghosts. That's because true. Because of the way everything is draped on it and it doesn't have a really human skeletal structure underneath. It looks more alien. Yeah. Sure. At least to me. Yeah, like right. it's it's harder to to picture a person being inside that. Yeah, because it's like, do they have a really long neck? Is their head <laughs> really big? Is it's it a giraffe? Yeah, it looks like it, oh. it it could like equate to like an Easter Island head is in this row. <laughs> sure. You know, what if, what if Scrooge pulled head. down the hood and it was either a giraffe or an Easter Island head? <laughs> Easter Island head, I would still be scared of. A walking Easter Island head, I think, would be very, very yeah. scary. They, we're going to see singing Easter Island heads at the very start of the next movie. Uh, that's true, yeah. 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 That's, that, that would be But cool. have you seen the, the whole Easter Island statues, the ones that they've ex- excavated with their bodies? Yeah. No! They have bodies! Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, they're way more intimidating like that <laughs> to me. Well, and, and somehow even more mysterious, I, I guess? Yeah, yes. Because it's like, okay, so you meant their heads to be that big. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We kind of assumed that it was just a head, but no, they really can't stand up on their own. Yeah. Hmm. Um, makes them even more curious. Like, how did you do that? Yeah, exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, also, so on Brian Henson on the behind the scenes talked about whenever they were first discussing where Muppets would be about how maybe Gonzo would be the ghost of uh, Christmas yet to come. Right. With his nose hanging out. Yeah, right, right. And it's, I, 
I kind of think that me being like the soft-hearted, I cry at commercial type person, mm-hmm. that might have helped me a little bit, but overall it wouldn't oh. have helped the movie. That you, you think it would have been less scary or less emotional to watch the movie in that case? Yeah. 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 I mean, if Gonzo's in it, I don't have to be afraid. Something ridiculous is going to happen. Right. And well, I think that's the point, though, is they, they want us to be afraid. They don't want us to, to feel too safe in this scene. It's we're, we're supposed to be on edge like Scrooges. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. Because they put an alien in a giant robe behind <laughs> vertical smoke. And, yep, that that definitely got me as a kid. And it still, it's still you know, gives me the goosebumps today you know i still did i still i still wiggle my shoulders to try to (laughs) shake off that feeling a little bit yeah yeah now i want to see somebody like do a a drawing of what the figure inside the the cloak would have to look like to fit inside the cloak i would actually love to see a variety of different drawings yeah okay let's see them yeah email your artist depictions of what's inside the the ghost of christmas yet to come cloak to moving right along at toughpigs.com or or leave it in the comments yeah, yeah. You got a lot of fabric to work with their artists go exactly. nuts yeah yeah uh anthony any other thoughts on these two minutes um no but i have a lot of old curiosity shop oh good back into the old so, curiosity yeah. shop Yes, back Let's into all it. go to the curiosity show. <laughs> yeah, okay. See, I wish we had uh, recorded you doing that like at the beginning of this season, so then I could then I could insert that uh, as a little theme song. Yeah. Put it in every time. Yeah. Well, I I'll try to preview next uh next movie. Maybe we can put something together. Yeah, we'll come up with yeah. something. But for this one, I'm just gonna sing it randomly once. All right. Okay. That's all you get. Great. Um <laughs> so first thing, uh the narration towards the beginning, Scrooge had his eye upon them, and especially on Tiny Tim until the last. That is in the book. That's a piece of Gonzo narration that is almost verbatim out of the book. Oh, okay. He just says Scrooge kept his eye on Tiny Tim until the last, but very close. Uh, but also the spirit aging as the night draws to its close, that's in the book. Uh, hmm. But it's weirder. Can I read another excerpt? Yeah, please. Please do. It was a long night if it were only a night. But Scrooge had his doubts of this because the Christmas holidays appeared to be condensed into the space of time as they passed together. So that's something we were wrong about. They were celebrating 12 days of Christmas here. Uh, The Christmas holidays appeared to be condensed into the space of time they passed together. Hmm. It was strange, too, that while Scrooge remained unaltered in his outward form, the ghost grew older, clearly older. Scrooge had observed this change but never spoke of it until they left a children's 12th night party. Hmm. When looking at the spirit, as they stood together in an open place, he noticed that its hair was gray. Okay. So uh, 12th night party, that's, you know, that's epiphany. That's December or January 5th. Yep. The 12th day of Christmas. Yeah. 12th yeah. night. So they, they've been through all 12 days in, in one night. It's compressed. That's um, interesting. And we see, right. As I mentioned, I think or I mentioned earlier, Scrooge, they go see like some miners. They go see uh, a, a guy in a lighthouse. Like they go see a number of different things about uh, go- going on at Christmas, which tied but into the anyways, original concept for the musical number. It feels like Christmas, where they would have been going all around the world and watching people observing Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. 
Then the ghost does indeed say, my life upon this globe is very brief. It ends tonight. And then um, there's, but there's no like sparklies. There's no, you know, and there's no uh, go forth and know him better, man. Just <laughs> It doesn't say the, the ghost was covered with rainbow sparkles. Right. No, just Scrooge looked about him for the ghost and saw it not. Huh? Like, that happens after the stroke of midnight. But um, the relentless march of those terrible bells is all jewels. Is all Jerry Jewel. Really? The Relentless March of the Terrible yes. Bells. Wow. Yes. yes. The Relentless March of those Terrible Bells. Because in the book, as the clock begins to strike, something else happens. Something very important, in my opinion, which is that the spirit reveals uh, the two children ignorance and want under oh, his yeah. robe. And, uh, yeah. you know, tells Scrooge that, like, this is basically what his carelessness and thoughtlessness has brought about. You know, that people, the the ignorance and want of of people needier than him and that's kind of the last thing he does and then he and then he disappears scrooge looks about and and sees him not does it describe what ignorance and want look like yes Roz, can you grab me the annotated christmas carol yeah i actually set it down over there ah. so in the original christmas carol the ghost of christmas present doesn't just like throw shade he actually starts the punishment part of this. Yes. All right. Let's see here. From the foldings of its robe, it brought two children, wretched, abject, frightful, hideous, miserable. They knelt down at its feet and clung upon the outside of its garment. Oh, man, look here. Look, look down here, exclaimed the ghost. They were a boy and a girl. Yellow, meager, ragged, scowling, wolfish, but prostrate, too, in their humility. Where graceful youth should have filled their features out, and touched them with its freshest tints. A stale and shriveled hand like that of age had pinched and twisted them and pulled them into shreds. Where angels might have sat enthroned, devils lurked and glared out menacingly. No change, no degradation, no perversion of humanity in any grade through all the mysteries of wonderful creation has monsters half so horrible and dread. Scrooge started back appalled. Having shown, having them shown to him in this way, he tried to say they were fine children, but the words choked themselves rather than be parties to a lie of such enormous magnitude. Spirit, are they yours? Scrooge could say no more. They are man's, said the spirit, looking down upon them, and they cling to me, appealing from their fathers. This boy is ignorance, this girl is want. Beware them both in all of their degree, but most of all, beware this boy, ignorance. For on his brow I see that written which is doom, unless the writing be erased. Deny it, cried the spirit, stretching out its hand toward the city. Slander those who tell it ye. Admit it for your facetious purposes and make it worse and bide the end. Have they no refuge or resource, cried Scrooge. Are there no prisons, said the spirit, turning on him for the last time with his own words. Are there no workhouses? The bell struck 12. Wow. Yeah, that's really powerful. And it's... It, it really emphasizes what I we've kind of talked about what Dickens' intentions were, and that makes it seem pretty clear that it's not just it's a good thing to celebrate Christmas and be nice to people, but also that he he was really saying like it's up to the people who have resources to to help out the people who don't have resources for the good of, yeah. of an entire society, um, right. And, sure. and yet that, the only adaptation I can think of that actually includes ignorance and want was that the same George C. Scott one that we talked about so frequently. Yeah, they're in there. Yeah. Do you guys ever wonder if 
that's because like all of these are made by rich people. By rich people. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know if we've if we've brought up that. Uh, yeah, that's that's very likely. They don't want to think about that part of it. Yeah, it's got to be a hard pill to swallow to be, you know, producing this and to be acting in it and directing it and knowing that you are shooting exactly something that you are working towards, not against in so many ways. And there, there are many, many fine actors and many fine people in Hollywood that I know are, um, uh, philanthropic, Mm -hmm. but it still exists. You know, it's, it's, it's a constant state and you can see it all around you in every, in the United States, everywhere you go. Yeah. So I wonder if that's why it's not as prominent. Um, obviously in the Muppet movie, like they cannot redress being bunny to look super straggly and cling to the robes of ghost of Christmas no, presents. You wouldn't want to do it with funny looking Muppets. It would have to be yeah. like creature shop creations. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it would be too unsettling. It really it would. would. I think it that's really another reason they're just not in most adaptations. I, I, it's, the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray has something similar. I don't think they, they give the whole speech or call them, refer to them as ignorance and want, but the, the ghost has like strange looking zombie creatures inside his, his cloak. Right, hmm. sure. So I think that's probably their version of that. But yeah, wow, that's <laughs> that's really something. Yeah. So there you go. So that's my uh, that's my last thing. Okay, uh, and we will this be. Stuff is dark in here. <laughs> yeah, it was this time. Yeah, real dark. Yeah, somebody turned that's off the lights Dickens, in the curiosity though. shop. Dickens, yeah. Dickens about the macabre, often. Oh, it's true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we will talk about the ghost of Christmas yet to come a little bit more as we uh, as we get to know him a little better next week, him, it, whatever. <laughs> um, and so with that, then we can wrap things up for this week. Uh, everyone, please make sure you check out toughpigs.com all over the internet and social medias. Uh, thanks to Morgan Davey for our logo. We are on Patreon at toughpicks.com slash Patreon. We would appreciate your support there. We have a tea public store with some cool Muppet t-shirts and stickers and tote bags and all kinds of things. Um, I am on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. Anthony is on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. You should definitely follow us there. Um, I, I always get such a little thrill when somebody follows me like right after a podcast episode uh, goes up because I'm thinking like, yeah, it worked. They, somebody, yeah, me too. somebody heard us say it and they followed me on Letterboxd. Uh, and Roz, remind our audience where, if anywhere, they can find you. <laughs> good luck, guys. Okay, good luck. You're, you're all welcome to message Anthony. Um, if you have any questions for me, he will get them to me. And otherwise, uh, if I get to know you in person, I will feed you and welcome you into my home. <laughs> um, that's kind of how I interact with the world. Okay. So enjoy your interwebs and I'll be on my couch knitting. Uh, that <laughs> that's sounds great. Yeah. You're, you're, you're better off as a knitter than on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nailed it. I'm yeah. getting a t-shirt of that, Ryan. Okay, yeah, let's, let's add that to the team public. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for joining us, Roz. Uh, listeners. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Listeners, thank you for positive reviews anywhere. You can give us a positive review. And for telling everyone you know to listen to the show, tell them before the stroke of midnight, before they disappear. And everyone, please join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Goodbye. Go forth and know him better, man. <laughs>